What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello again, fellow basement dwellers, nerds of all kind. Welcome back to Bandwagon Nerds, episode 202 of the show. It is I, the lawyer, Dave Unger, back after my one week, I don't know if you could call it a hiatus, but it was uh, something necessary. We'll just leave it at that. I think Patrick mentioned I might be dying or something. That's not the case. Yeah. Well, actually, we're all dying, but it's just at a slower rate. Technically, he's correct. Meanwhile, Patrick O'Dowd, speaking of our aforementioned leader, Guys, he's really embracing, really embracing this whole tribal chief shit, isn't he? It's a part-time. It's a part-time. Not only only is he a part-timer, but I got got to share this because he he sent me a a message. First off, while I'm looking for this, let's go around the horn, welcome in the rest of the bandwagon. Of course, the man with the streak, the undertaker of the bandwagon nerd show, the one and only (laughs) PC, Tony. More like Edge. (laughs) Tony, how are you doing, man? I'm good. Hall of Fame either way, Ray. That's true. Yeah, but remember when Edge had a little mini streak that nobody cared about? It was like five, and then like, but it never really counted because technically he lost the money in the bank match when he got wheeled out. So technically, it never was a streak to begin with. That's you. I I just was saying hi. 
here, here's here's the direct message that Pat sent me earlier this week, which is why he's really embracing this Roman Reigns shit. Before I introduce the Rev, well, you know what? Let's get to the Reverend Ray Cash first. Rev, how the hell you doing, man? Hey, man, it's a beautiful Sunday morning. We're all blessed in Cthulhu's universe. I believe in a different Cthulhu, but you Cthulhu as you choose. Um, yeah, it's a good day. Okay, uh, you know, anytime Cthulhu's around, that that might be a good thing, depending on your perspective probably your not world view i mean probably not humans suck in general so let's bring it let's get it over well, you with right you started the show dark talk about yeah well you know i did you know i make sure i wasn't gonna die we all die anyway i just figured i'd keep it on on brand you know you're keeping it real ray i i appreciate that so keeping it real ray keeping it real ray there's another but uh all of our football teams doing progressively uh not so great this weekend i don't know if ray's team has taken the lead yet i don't know how tony's is doing my no. team sucks so um yeah it's gonna be one of those football weekends but we got a a fairly loaded show to talk about ahsoka episode six holy crap we're gonna get into that in a minute guys um so much to break down on this episode lots to talk about I, the star wars universe continues to expand and surprise all at the same time we've got five trailers to talk about this week in the trailer park got some news around the nerdosphere including dare i say guys a little bit of optimism on the strike front maybe could the writer strike could be coming to an end looks like they've run into a little bit of a sticking point but lots of progress made tunny's still trying to get his christmas prediction to work we'll see how that goes but we're going to get into Ahsoka episode six. And Tony, you started the damn tradition last week of the Ahsoka music. So I'm going to have to continue that now. Hey, I have nothing but respect for you, bestie. So I appreciate you coming up with something new and it is more appropriate for the show. So we're going to get it here and then we're going to talk about a wow. I mean, just a mind blowing episode of Ahsoka. Okay, so gentlemen, here was uh, this was the tweet or the direct message that Patrick sent me to prove that he really is Roman Reigns. And I quote, make sure you acknowledge that I totally call called that we wouldn't see much of Ahsoka in this week's episode. So in my mind, that says acknowledge me. I will acknowledge Patrick got this right. We did not see much of Ahsoka in this episode other than at the very beginning as her and Hu Yang are still hurling through space in the Purgle. And you got what I thought was a really cool moment that I wasn't expecting at all, where Hu Yang is telling stories that they used to tell the younglings in the Jedi Temple. And to hear somebody in a Star Wars anything say a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. I gotta admit, guys, I kind of popped for that. That was that. Was, it's not Avengers Assemble. Let's keep it real. But it was something. But yes, Patrick O'Dowd was correct. We did not get much of Ahsoka. That's it for the entire episode. It doesn't matter, though. So first off, Patrick, we acknowledge you. You are our tribal chief. I think he should change his fucking name, Tony. Instead of number one chair shot villain to number one chair shot tribal chief. Are we the one? That's right. Hold it up, guys. Tony's <laughs> Tony's headphone. He's, he's, you're talking, but no one can hear you. How about part timer? There you go. So chair shot part timer. <laughs> for the record, 
for those of you listening, we know which one of us is Jay and which one of us is Jimmy, clearly. Right. So yeah. Tony will not Tony won't fall in line. No, Tony will never fall in line. He's a rebel. Rebel with or without a cause. But I gotta say, guys, I did listen back to your guys' Star Wars discussion last week. I am not gonna spend time bitching about anything. I will say thank you, PC Tunny, because Bestie, you and I, I think, are on the same wavelength here, buddy, as far as where the trajectory of the show is. But even young Mr. Ray Cash, with his give it to me now attitude, you gotta be happy with this episode. They gave it to you, Ray, and then they gave you a little bit more. The live action debuts of Grand Admiral Thrawn and Ezra Bridger in the same episode. And that's not all. There's so much oh. shit going on in this in this episode with the extended universe that may, in fact, be canon again now. Who the hell really knows? I'm going to turn it over to my bestie, though, because he's had my back last week, and I appreciate that, Tony. What did you think of this episode? I know there's a lot of lore in here that you may not exactly be familiar with, but I think you could feel the gravitas of this episode for sure. Yeah, anytime you get the reintroduction of Thrawn, I mean, they actually had him come back in here, and then you actually see him part of the story, you know, um, in what's going on. What is it, the three, uh, the queens or the princesses, Knights, the witches or whatever? Sisters, the mothers. Yeah, the, the mothers. mothers the mothers, mothers yes. Which mothers, ladies, yeah. So, like, even their respect for him is just 100%. So you can see the pecking order right away and who's calling the shots. But I thought it was kind of hokey the way they just, happened to come upon Ezra with Sabine and the Raisinets. Not a huge fan, but it was a good episode. I mean, I like the fact that the the mothers could sense the Jedi right away. Even even the the stench of Jedi on on um Balin. Balin. Yeah, Balin and 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 um oh shin. Yes. Sexy girl. Yeah. Sexy girl. And then and Sabine as well. So, you know, they have to feel, you know, Ahsoka is on her way. Definitely. But it was a fun episode. Um, I don't think it was as good as last week, but I still like where we're going. It's going to be interesting to see what they can do to to combat the, this massive enterprise of badness that Thrawn is controlling. You know, it seems like there's a lot of power, a lot of power there. There is a lot of power. But before I turn it to Ray, it's pretty evident that Thrawn's forces have been depleted. And now you've got the notion it. it or well, we'll get into it in a minute. Just kind of like how far are they going to go with some of the lore that we've got in the extended universe and or rebels? Uh, Ray, your thoughts. I mean, you wanted to have it all. They gave it to you. All of it. I thought, um, Ray, you still look dissatisfied though, man. No, I don't like the way you're framing me, sir. I don't like that you're framing me as a person. You have been for who is unhappy. Nearly, nearly 200 episodes now. Mr. Give it to me now. I want some continuity. That's all I want. Just a little continuity. Is that too much to ask? By the way, I have noticed very clearly that I have, as wild as it may sound, have wildly, drastically underestimated how much people love Haley, uh, Hayden Christensen. Because to hear Tony say this episode wasn't better than last week's, last week's was not that good of an episode. Four and six are way better than five. A million times over. The only ridiculous thing now you're on the you're on the minority end of this conversation this week because Dave agrees with me and you agree you and Patrick agree. I, well, that you that's quite literally me saying clearly I underestimated how much they like to do. I'm I, sorry, look, Dave. Go ahead. I would I would say five and six are they're both tremendous episodes for different reasons, and and that's yes. that's I don't know if I could pick one and say I like this one better. Yes, I love Hayden Christensen, and I'll say it because I didn't get a chance to say it last week. His improvement as an actor 
is mm-hmm. tremendous when you ex- you compare the wooden stiff and I know and like I listened back to one of our earlier episodes and we we're talking about Hayden Christensen and Natalie Portman and how there wasn't chemistry between them and that kind of made that whole dynamic feel very stiff and wooden and that's clearly not the case between Hayden Christensen and Rosario Dawson or even the the gal who played younger Ahsoka so props to Hayden Christensen yeah you're right Ray a lot of people really love him feel he got a bad rap in the whole you know, the prequel trilogy wasn't all hate. Oh, yeah. Fault. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go yeah, go back yeah, to what yeah. you. So for me, I you know, and I don't know how Tony feels. It's one A and one B, these two episodes, because they have such important things that they're talking about. No, I get you. I get you. It, yeah, you will not force choke me, sir. And or the claw. Either one. Not going to take it. Um, So let me run through this conversation I had with Patrick real quick, because, again, tribal chief. Right. Before I make part get to my thoughts, part time, because I have. Because I have thoughts. One of them, he said, was... Going to Raw. Thrawn was worth... Jey Uso, see? Thrawn was worth the wait, in my opinion. I love his call. Nothing rattles him. It's what makes him special. And the other thing he said was, me and him had the conversation last week about Grey Jedi. And Balin Skull basically opens up and says, I don't rock with them. I don't rock with them. We got our own cause. Essentially making Patrick, as much as it may make me throw up in my mouth, correct again. But I knew... There was something up about him in episode five, four, the way he just like let Sabine go and kind of was like, I got you. I'm take care of you, although like your master didn't. Um, But also there's some treachery behind that, because as you saw, Toronto agreed to let her go. But there was ulterior motives because they were looking for Ezra and you find them, kill them both. Now. I want to get to the point that I want to. That's most important. Let me me. just jump in real quick, Ray. I wanted you said something, you know, like. The thing that I got out of this, Grand Admiral Thrawn does not rock with anybody who's force sensitive. I don't care who you are. Even if he's acting like he might be sort of aligned with Morgan and the Night Sisters, bullshit. Anybody who is force sensitive, he wants to kill them. And you see that because he's going after Balin, he's going after Shin. That's clear that he's using them to track Ezra and then he's going to kill everybody. So yeah. it's it, so Thrawn very much captured what he was in Rebels. This is just he's very charming. And having Lars Mikkelsen, I think that's who plays him, right? Um, mm-hmm. The voice actor from Rebels actually come and play him was massive. But he's very charming. He's very debonair. He 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 lowers your your you know he, he lulls you into this sense of security because he's so well spoken. But make mm-hmm. no mistake, this motherfucker is as dangerous as anybody. He's like, I mean, he's on Vader levels as far as well, how dangerous he is. He's been built up across three separate shows in the Mandoverse and then against all the shows in the cartoon verse, whatever you would call that. But so this is my major point I want to make that that bothers me. And like I told Patrick last night, I think there are stupid things that happen on shows. You're like, eh. and then there are this shit is stupid. I'm not going to watch no more stupid. Sabine gave up the universe, the galaxy for a homie. I thought they were in love. I thought she was going to find her lover, her husband, her boyfriend. And they're like, hey, bud, where you been? Ha, been looking for you. Can't call it. Like, Took you what? long enough? Dog. And and the hug was so, was so, like, that's the type of hug that I may give your may give Kaylin when I meet her. Like, hey, it's good to see you. I've been talking to you. That's not the type. So you gave everything up for that? And it was a bigger conversation with me and um, Patrick, because I never re- watched Rebels or Clone Wars or any of those shows. But apparently they did have a relationship or Ezra was into or something that was more than just, hey, buddy, uh, 
But he thinks, and I agree, that some romance would help the Star Wars EU in some form or fashion. Because we ain't had one. I mean, they tried to get make Kelly Marie Tran and John Boyega, and people lost their mind. But other than that, have we had one? And Ray, I don't think Ray and Kylo was a love thing more as a kindred spirit thing. But since Han and Leia, we haven't had no love, right? No, really. Well, chronologically, if you look at the definitely movies, chronologically. If you look at the movies, yeah, okay, Anakin and oh, Padme, um, but and Padme, yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, see, yeah, but that right. and that underscores the whole problem. These Jedi aren't supposed to have attachments or emotions or anything. So for Ezra to have feelings for Sabine, or even vice versa, really, is is problematic. But I agree with you, Ray. It does seem like we need a romance. We need a love angle. We need something bigger than the Force here to. But- be the reason why I gave up the universe. For Thank you. Man. Because, yes, I completely understand. You're a Mandalorian by training who didn't have all of her weaponry. You're not force sensitive yet. You can't beat Balin Skull. I get that. But you could have destroyed the map before he got you, right? But you just handed it over, right? Not only that, but how many times did, did Ahsoka have to tell you, we may have to just get rid of everything because what's more important? Not letting Thrawn get out or saving Ezra? Ezra might got to take one for the team. No, I need to find him. Just to see your homie? No, son. Sabine needs to go now. She needs to get, wait until he wait until she tells him what she really did to give up for him. Like, and you ain't even getting no Poonanny? What? Oh, yeah. No. Yeah, I think I think they probably sleeping in separate rooms. Nah, dog. I what do, are we doing? I do think when Ezra finds out what she did to get to him, he's not going to be very happy. Because if you watch that la- that scene of Rebels where Ezra um, and Thrawn and the Purgle go warp zone, you know, it's basically Ezra saying, you know, he's the one using the force and the Purgle tentacles to trap Thrawn. And they're like, you got to get out of here now. And Ezra's like, I can't do that. And he's like, the force will be with you always. I mean, that's what shit people say at the end when they know they're fucking done. So the idea that Ezra thought that Sabine was going to come after him. Yeah, maybe. But I don't know. I, you know, I, I hear what you're saying, Ray. That aside, though, the live action appearance of Ezra Bridger. Um, Big deal. With a beard. With a beard. And it yeah. looks like they got they got and it's very brief interaction. We don't see a lot. But, you know, again, going back to Rebels and looking at who they had for Ezra there and comparing him here. Yeah, I could see it. I think, you know, I mean. I don't know, Tony, or you weren't, you're not that familiar with Rebels. I know Ray's not. I, you know, just seeing him live action and come out there. And I, and I was glad, I was really glad that they didn't stretch that out to another episode, that they didn't make us wait for episode seven for Ezra to show up, that they yeah. gave it to us with the, uh, with what the, Tony, Tony calls them the raisins. What are they? The Nani? I forget what they're the called. Raisinets works. I like that. Yeah. The Raisinets. That's fine. Uh, little creatures with turtle shells and Ezra's been hanging with them and moving from very nomadic going from place to place. But yeah, I think, I think that's the biggest aspect of, of this is that, you know, you've got grand Admiral Thrawn. Now you've got Ezra. They know Ahsoka's on the way. Thrawn has every intention of wiping out anybody who was ever a Jedi. (laughs) So whether you're on, whether you're a great Jedi or not, if you have Jedi as your suffix, Thrawn's coming after your ass in this episode. So, right? <laughs> I had your suffix. Genocide, baby. That's what we're here for. So, uh, other things going on in this episode. So, you know, we get, we do get the establishment of a new galaxy. We you get the establishment of a brand new planet. What is it? Peredia? Is that what it's called? I think that's I don't remember. That sounds about right. I mean, it's, I know it's something that starts with a P. 
Um, Thrawn's yeah. biggest thing is trying to get off this planet and get back to the Star Wars Prime universe. He's lost a lot of his troops. You see, you see them loading what looks like coffins. I'm guessing could perhaps be coffins into a starship. There's a lot of speculation that the reanimation of corpses, which these Night Sisters have been known to do, might be an issue coming up. That maybe some of Thrawn's forces who have been dead for a while aren't really dead and are going to be reanimated and and start to. Now you got Star Wars zombies because you know Marvel zombies wasn't enough. Now we got Star Wars zombies, but. Uh, Wait till you see Pixar zombies. Ooh, ooh. ooh that'll be even. So um, we got Thrawn's right-hand man, the stormtrooper with the gold mask. Now, what was up with that? Tony, you, what what did you think of that? That's a, uh, that is something we have not seen anymore. It had a very kind of, um, I don't know, Asian sort of look to it. More like a, like a samurai stormtrooper kind of. Yeah, like Ronan. It, yeah. It was, it was interesting. Um, they could definitely make another Star Wars helmet from that one. Um, I would definitely be interested in purchasing that uh, Lego style. But it it's it's really cool because you see like all the stormtroopers, but then you see how they get differ- differentiated by their look in rank, right? So even like there was the all gray stormtrooper too, who was higher rank than the rest of them, and then the the, the rest of them had different red wrappings and things of that nature. So it seemed interesting, but like you said before, they did look like battle worn, like they were dirty, they weren't sharp, they they were tattered, you know. Um, so we'll see, we'll see what happens, we'll see how powerful they can be. But I would imagine that those couple higher ranking stormtroopers like you mentioned the golden face and maybe the gray one are, are going to be a little bit more powerful than than um anticipated by by the good guys so we'll see what happens yeah before i turn it back over to ray i'm reading ign did it really probably the best review of episode six that i saw which really was a mixture of reviewing the episode and kind of tying in the lore as well it is uh peridia is the name of the planet they were talking about how you can tell from like what Tony was just saying, his troops look worn down. They like you're saying dirty uh, uniforms are cracked. You know, there th- speculation that the gold plating that the uh, the main guy I'll, I'll get his name in a minute is using Captain uh, Enoch. Captain Enoch. That's right. That Enoch used some some different material to fill in the cracks in the mask and all that stuff. But there is a lot of speculation that the Night Sisters in the past have shown an ability to reanimate corpses. It does look like they are loading coffin-like substances onto Thrawn's the Chimera. Go ahead, Tony. It's possible that Enoch is a, a one of the risen ones as well, because that mask is, uh, incorporates his uh, significance with the culture of the Night Sisters and their people. So, for the, for the record, you do know. Sorry, I know I'm the Reverend. Biblically, Enoch is one of the two people to not die but to be ascended into heaven. Right. So it, the name works perfectly. There's also the speculation that this gold material could be this galaxy's variation of Beskar, which would be very interesting if that's Ooh. if that's what's going on. So that that's another thought as well. But, you know, um, the Night Sisters, you, they called the, the mothers. I forget what they were their for, formal name was, but um, they are certainly a big deal in, in Star Wars lore as far as like a source of um perhaps a source of the dark side of the or something along those lines but yeah if they're able to reanimate corpses and do them turn them into their own bidding for a while yeah where are we what are, exactly are we getting into right now right ray what do you what do you think about that man 
I think the possibility to reanimate is terrifying, but technically we've already been reanimating because Palpatine has been reanimated multiple times. So this is new. Um, but clearly there's something that they've learned from this galaxy that they can take back to the regular galaxy that could be even more dangerous than before. Um, but that, but there is something to that. Like that, the, it's Sith can already be scary in his own right. But then when you add it with like witchcraft, essentially, <laughs> that could be really, really unnerving. Um, I know one other thing I noticed that I don't know if you'll even bring up. I don't even know if any of you noticed, but um, apparently the uh, the whales are basically committing suicide because when they got to it, it was it's a, it was a whale graveyard. Yeah. And so either they knew and were still doing it for the good of the universe, or they don't know. And, like, I think that's a powerful thing in its own right, given how big of a deal it was for her to speak to them and get them to take her. Um, but I got a question. Help me understand something. Um, Giancarlo Stanton's character in Mando, what was his name? Moff Gideon. Moff Gideon. <laughs> well, Ray had a point he was going to make, but somebody's interrupting him, Ty. <laughs> I... So I, th- I want to get back to Morgan Elsbeth for a moment because it, it, it you know, and, and I posted this thing and I had really forgotten about her showdown with Ahsoka in Mandalorian season five, where they had that big fight lightsaber versus Beskar and, and Ahsoka eventually bests her and says, where's your master? Where's Grand Admiral Thrawn? So I had forgotten. And, and Mando has an interaction with her as well in, in that episode where she tries to make a deal with him and he kind of like rebuffs her a little bit. So clearly we are going towards Dave Filoni's big crossover event, which is going to be the, uh, and Ray can jump back in here when he wants. Um, sorry, Ray, I kind of moved on there. I know you were, you had it. No. Yeah, I get it. I'm sorry. Um, so what I was telling Tony is, is, you know, I had posted that thing. I'd forgotten that we had this big showdown between Ahsoka and Morgan in Mandalorian season two, the light <laughs> lightsaber versus Beskar moment where, um, Ahsoka wins says, where's your master? And now we get this other thing where Morgan has finally found her master and reunited with her night sister. So Morgan's clearly a night sister. It also seems like these night sisters weren't from the original Star Wars galaxy that they may have come there by way of Purgle, which raises a question as to, like you're saying, Ray, the whales go here. Some of them die. Apparently not all of them, because there's got to be some way that some of the whales are going back and forth between the galaxies. I don't know. But what I was telling Tony is we are really setting up for, you got two episodes of this left. Uh, Dave Filoni's big crossover movie is, is somewhere down the p- pack. I don't know if we get a second season of Ahsoka or a fourth season of Mandalorian, neither, both, but it sure looks like we're in for one major showdown happening in that movie between Thrawn's troops, whatever's left of them, Ahsoka, uh, you know, Phoenix squadron, Mandal- Mando, all that stuff, all the Mandalorians that Bo-Katan has had, something's going to happen to wipe these guys out if they are in the Star Wars Prime universe because they're not in the sequel trilogy. So with all that, lots of moving parts, how are you, where do you think we're going in these last two episodes? So so the the, the question I was asking, and I'll, I'll add it to the, the overarching discussion, was Moff Gideon spoke, literally said the words, I've been talking to Thrawn. So number one, if he was lying or he was telling the truth, if he was telling the truth, that's kind of scary because Moff Gideon had basically figured out the secret of Mandalore and Beskar. And so that's one of the most powerful things in the universe. Um, that's a weapon, weaponized. You know what I'm saying? So you add all that together. Um, 
you and then don't forget they were what was what were the they were making experiments on something in uh in Moff Gideon's lab or something with the people that were in cloning right so like there's a lot of stuff going on that's clearly got a bigger picture now all clearly the what is this called now the first order right they just need a leader they have no leadership no top level leadership and if Thrawn is as dangerous as he seems to be and Thrawn seems to be more callous than a lot of the other Sith leaders and he's not he, he he's not a victim one thing that Snoke and both Vader were were victims of their own hubris that it had to be about them he doesn't seem to be that kind of guy he seems to be a big picture kind of dude big picture dudes when you're talking about genocide are pretty scary right because it's that they, they see the big picture um yeah we are in for it bro um my only question is like it's got to be more than uh it's got to be more than ahsoka and sabine and ezra if we get them back and mando and boba fett and and ming now i don't remember her name on the show it's got to be more than that right they're gonna need a, a army army fennec running fennec fennec shant yeah they're gonna, they're gonna be more than those six people, bro. Gotta be. They 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 killed the uh what's my boy name? The the sheriff dude. He's gone. Like it's gotta be more, bro. Obi Wan. I don't even think this is in the same timeline because he's off in the whatever. Like it's gotta be more than those few people. I uh, I don't. Yeah, Obi's gone, but Luke's still around. Yeah, young Luke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Grogu's growing up. All not all all the Mandalorians is they're half gone. Um, I know the Rangers of the New Republic and that whole thing, but they're not prepared for this kind of fight, are they? I don't think anybody's prepared for the kind of fight that's coming. And I, it does it does shape up to be one hell of a movie. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it makes me think, can you tell that story in one movie? Is that a trilogy all unto itself? You know, it, by the time you get done with all this, when you've got so many moving parts. I mean, I guess maybe it can be done in one movie. Tony, you, what do you think, man? We're, we're heading for a mega, a mega crossover event somewhere in the demand Avengers. Yeah. Uh, I, I want to, I want to stay within this season actually instead, because you know, that's going to be, I think we're going to be able to tell a little bit more after these next two episodes. And my question to you guys is, is the second to last episode here going to be the biggest episode like it usually is, right? We're usually just kind of cleaning things up in episodes that end these seasons for the most part. The penultimate episodes have been the ones that really go ahead and show you what's going on. So I don't even know. I still feel like this season doesn't really give us much, but do we get, does this, do we, when does Ahsoka and Thrawn, because they got to, is that the last episode? Is that the next episode? What do we get in the next episode? I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that unlike this episode, we're going to get a lot of Ahsoka in episode seven. So acknowledge me now. That's all. That's all. I well, want. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I know. really going out, really going out on a limb there. Look, Ahsoka and Hu Yang are going to show up for sure. You're going to get, you know, I, I imagine at some point, my best guess is Balin and Shin are going to align with Ahsoka and Sabine, um, realizing that at some point in time, but see, that's the thing. Balin has his own agenda. He's trying to find something on Peredia that we don't really know what that is. He's basically saying, I'm looking for a new beginning, right? Or, or he says something like that, doesn't he? Like Shin's asking him, well, what are you looking for? And he's like, you know, the beginning. So I don't know exactly what Balin is looking for that is there on Peridia, but it's clear that it has very little to do with Ezra or Ahsoka. 
He's looking for something I, else. I think he wants the Sith and the Jedi to kill each other and take this each other out. Because one thing, if you've watched Star Wars long enough, and you two way longer than I have, uh, way more intricately than I have, you can't have one without the other. It's a balance, right? When one Sith baby is born, the, the Jedi baby is born, or whatever the however deep it gets, that gets that gets exhausting and it gets dangerous because they are forever entranced to be in this loop. Homie's like, I'm sick of the loop, so I bring the big bad over here. Somebody gotta go because he ain't gonna stop till everybody dead. Yeah, that's. I think that's. I think that's what it is. I think that might be something, or or like the Night Sisters, whoever, whatever element of the force if it's even an element of force like you're saying ray witchcraft may not be force related at all maybe he's trying to tap into that seeing that as a more stable more stable more powerful alternative or something like that to the force i don't know but i think you know we're certainly going to get the big showdown between ahsoka and and i don't i I don't know tony i'm kind of thinking they might hold that to episode eight i think you got to have this you know and ahsoka and ezra don't have as rich a history as uh, ezra and sabine do but i think Ahsoka finding them, them allying themselves to go after Thrawn. The question is, from Thrawn's standpoint, if you're looking at, do I engage in this showdown with Ahsoka and Ezra and Sabine because I hate anybody Force-sensitive, or do I get the fuck out of Dodge and get back to this galaxy and get back to what I'm supposed to be doing? See, and that's kind of where I felt like we've been going the whole time, is that's going to end the season, is he just gets away or goes or leaves, whatever, you know, and they don't know where he's going to go to start setting up back, you know, in the what you call the, you know, the star Wars part prime. of the star galaxy. Wars prime. <laughs> yeah. Prime. Star Wars prime. Right. Yeah. The prime County of the galaxy, you know, whatever. Um, but yeah, it's just, I'm just interesting to see where they're going to go in these next two episodes, but didn't really see these last two episodes coming exactly the way they did either. So like I said, it's been fun. It's no Mandalorian whatsoever, but it's been fun. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a series that has definitely picked up some steam as it has gone along. I got I got no idea what we're going to get these last two episodes, but it's going to be pretty, uh, pretty important and a big showdown. And I'm I'm all here for it. Ray, what are you uh, what are you looking forward to these last couple episodes? How Thrawn gets back to Star Wars Prime and how Ezra reacts when he realizes Sabine is the dumbest person in the history of written cinema. <laughs> yeah, that's like at least at least um, Quill tried, gave up, almost gave up the universe for love. She gave up the universe to go play video games with a big homie, her her brother. What? They're going somewhere, dog. <laughs> it's an oversimplification, but yes, I, I see what you're saying, Ray. Uh, but that's going to do it for our review of uh, Ahsoka episode six. We have broken this thing down in, in in pretty good detail. Lots of moving parts, lots of stuff going on. Everybody seems to have their own special interest involved. We'll see. We'll see. This is next episode is episode seven. Will is Tony onto something? Is this the big episode or is episode eight going to be the one? We'll see what happens. But we are going to take our first commercial break here on Bandwagon Nerds episode 202. Uh, before we go to the commercial, though, PC Tony's going to let you know where you can get your hands on some sweet chair shot merch. It's almost the holidays, less than 100 days to Christmas. So start shopping now, right, Tony? Well, yeah, I mean, three months from now, basically, as you listen, three months away, what are you doing? Well, it's going to be Christmas Day, so before you know it, why don't you head on over to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot, pick yourself up a chair shot t-shirt. We got chair shot, chair shot, oh man, sometimes chair shot just doesn't sound right when it comes out of your mouth, you know what I'm saying? Hmm. We got t-shirts, go check them out. 
I had a little rhymey thing I was going to do, but I think we're just going to go to commercial instead. <laughs> Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Why should you visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Supposed to be my day off for this kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, it's... it's uh. It happens, man. We even to the best of us, even to professionals like PC Tunney. You know, it I was it was it was Patrick's force ghost. Yeah, making giving a, you the force choke, force choking us. I heard one of the uh, guys on uh, force. One of the guys on uh, NFL Network today was tr- trying to say time clock, and instead it came out time cock, and he quickly caught himself. I'm like, well, that's that's you know, I mean, it's not quite the cock, but it is something anyway. We're gonna get hey, some- baby, get in here, check this out. Yeah. <laughs> Check my time cock out. (laughs) So, all right, we're going to get some banjos going, get some fiddles going, and then we are going to take a visit to the trailer park. All right, guys, we got five trailers to talk about today and and uh, varying degrees of interest on these things, I would say. But hmm, 
let's start off with the first one. And and this is a, a special for our long lost friend, Aesop Mitchell. What is this? Go away. Not you, Tony. Sorry. <laughs> Something's trying to give me a hard time about this document. I'm like, I don't need anything. To... Anyway, um, so the first one that we had was a trailer for an A24 movie called Dream Scenario. And Nicolas Cage. Um <laughs> And the guy is everywhere nowadays. And and in this movie, it looks like he got a, a a certain kind of hairstyle, guys. And he's he's a bald dude who's apparently appearing in the dreams of people all over the world. Very interesting. And he becomes a celebrity because of that and, and a and a viral sort of um I don't know what it is, but this this trailer is very interesting. It's like, you know, he goes around to seminars asking people if they've dreamt of him. And apparently a lot of people are. No one really knows why. And as this progresses, it starts to look a little bit more, I don't know about malevolent, but certainly some danger involved with some of these dreams. But it's an A24 movie. Tony, I'll turn it over to you first, man. Did you check out this trailer? And and what do you think of this? This looks like an interesting one. Yeah, I, I, I did my homework. Um, it is. It's got all these quips about how Nick Cage is having the acting, uh, you know, performance of his life too in the movie. So it's really not subliminal at all. in the fact that they really want you to come watch because Nick Cage is awesome, but it does look good. It looks like a really good dark comedy. Um, and a really about, you know, human connection. So I think I would watch it streaming. Yeah. Uh, this looks like a good one and it's coming a 24. We didn't get a release date for this other than a coming soon sort of notation. Ray, did you check out this, uh, despite me spelling scenario wrong, scenario? Wow. Uh, but anyway, did you check out the trailer for Dream Scenario? Nicolas Cage, everywhere and nowhere, I, all at the same time. I did. First and foremost, ASAP, we miss you wherever you are. Wherever he is, somewhere. Second, secondly, did they do it again? Did A24 do it again? Like, yeah, I, I think I think at this point, Having A24 not do it would be more surprising than them. That's fair. So, fun fact, those of you listening, this is the uh, real-life uh, documentary of Freddy Krueger and how uh, the lore started. Okay. Yeah. He even plays with the fingers in the trailer. I mean, I'm joking. Only only slightly. Are you, though? Um, slightly. Just a little bit. Maybe conjecture-ish. Um, this is a wild trailer. A wild premise for a movie. Someone was high. Someone was loaded when they came up with the premise. Like, yo, what if we made a movie about the dude who's in the scary dreams, everybody, but he's just a real dude? Yeah. So, but I'm going to watch it because it looks really, really fun. And I'm sick of Nick Cage. I love him, but I'm over him right now. And I'm still interested because he, I like when Nick Cage plays roles that he is not Nick Cage in, which is like one out of every 40. You can't tell it's Nick Cage in this movie. You got me. Tony, that, that Ray's description there sounded like, remember back in the days when Gator and I used to do the uh, book back room, the WWE booking rooms, and uh, and I mean, how the decisions were made, it was kind of like, all right, I got an idea, man. Let's have fucking a balding Nick Cage in everybody's dreams, and let's just go with it. Let me drop this tab of acid. That's a great idea, it, man. That's a fantastic it work, idea. It works if you apply it better to children's broadcasting um, yeah, television. That's like. True. Man, I got this idea, and they got these things, but they're not ears. But then they're like round, and then they got like nothing in there. And then you look at them, and they're little, and they jump around, and we'll call them Teletubby. Yeah. And kiddos, that's how you got Rick and Morty. Yeah. Anybody who thinks that uh, kids' programming was made by wholesome adults who had it all together, no. 
There's some fucked up people coming up with children's programming. That's all I got to say. You know, cocaine's a hell of a drug, but acid's not that far behind. Anyway. <laughs> Is that the new slogan? It's the new slogan. Chairshot.com. Cocaine's a hell of a drug. Acid's not that far behind. Greg will go, go with to that. ProWrestlingTees.com yeah, forward need, slash the chair dude, shot. There, we need to get, get that. That's up. a t-shirt that Aesop needs to make, right? So, I mean, anyway. All right. Before we go too far down this rabbit hole. Yeah, this this looks like a really cool movie and, and something very different. And I, I agree with you, Ray. We're getting a little bit too much Nick Cage again. But at least his roles seem to be better than they have been lately. So, I'm encouraged by that. Let's move on to the next trailer. Coming October 20th of this year to Netflix. Old Dads, Bill Burr's directing this thing, and um, <laughs> I, know I shared this, and, and Tony and I both got a kind of a kick out of this thing. This is kind of like, I don't know if it's grown-ups gone bad, but it does have that kind of vibe to it where you've got, you know, as far as Patrick and I can relate, Ray, you not so much, but we're all old dads. Although I think starting a family at 46 might be pushing it a little bit, but apparently that's okay in this thing, and it leads to a lot of really awkward moments social adjusting uh <laughs> trying to do what's socially responsible Tony, i'm gonna give this to you first because i know i know we both kind of got a kick out of this uh what did you think of this trailer and is it on your watch list you know watching it back the second time i thought to myself i would rather have just seen bill burr turn this into a 45 minute stand-up as opposed to a movie um because it's basically it's this basically another way life. <laughs> no, it, it's basically th this movie is basically another scenario to highlight the difference between people in their forties and fifties to the people that are in their twenties and early thirties right now. And the significant social difference in like parenting and how the world is perceived and what's, you know, like the kids kind of owie, a boo-boo and he's telling rub some dirt on it. Yeah. And the dude's like, just a little Neosporin, you know, keep the cut clean. And, you know, Bill Burr's like, you know, dude, fuck off, you know. Go to Twitter um, and be a hero there. Yeah, but, I mean, it just, like, it really, unfortunately for me, it seems like it's something Bill Burr was writing that is coming across now as jokes like that we've heard a million times, you know. Oh, take it to Twitter, you know. Like, come on. Like, I, I just expect more from Bill Burr and his comedy, I guess. But there's a paycheck there, and he's got to deal with Netflix, so. Yeah, I... I tend before I turn it over to Ray, I, I tend to agree with you. The second time I watched it back, it wasn't as funny as the uh, first time I saw it. It's like, this looks really good. The second time I watched it back, it's like, eh, I might have to hold off on that one. There's way too much other shit that's going on right now. So, Ray, you're a dad, but you're not really an yes. old dad. But what did you think of this uh, trailer? So, uh, from a, not a good start. philosophical standpoint, no, no, from a philosophical standpoint, I agree with you guys because I personally love Bill Barr's comedy. If you listen to Bill Barr, this is what he talks about on a regular basis for years now. Now, granted, this is a lane that he can fit in because, you know, old white dude from Boston marries black woman in a new world. He has a very unique perspective. Um, but I think the difference on why I think I'd enjoy the movie more than you guys may get just based on your uh, responses is this is the type of movie where the, the, the main character has their heart changed. And there's a little part of the, of the trailer where it shows uh, that he says, I'll do anything for my kid. And you see him trying to start to change. And I think that's the important part of the, of the trailer and of the movie. Because if it was just an hour and a half of making fun of millennials and new people, it would not work. But I think there has to be a meeting in the middle for it to work. And I think Bill is going to tell that line ever well 
the trailer doesn't tell it as good as it should. But also, I like Bill Burr and Bokeem Woodbine is is the dude. I love that dude. So like, I'm with it on the trailer. It's just Bill Burr goes from having a, the like some of the best stand-up specials and some of the best appearances from in different talk shows and different places like that, and an amazing um, plays an amazing character in The Mandalorian as well, right? Like that was He's a really good actor. top notch there. And then oh. he does this. Like it's like okay. I mean, I know even The Rock did shit like this, but. <sighs> I don't know. I just this just for me is just like a step back for him because I just don't see it being as funny as something that he does should be. So a lot of the time, standups will do a movie that is that they've written and that they've greenlit. That's their that's their baby that is based on a part of their life or a bit that they've done that's gotten popular. A very popular part thing like this is the machine and Bert Schneider, right? Sure, whatever his name. Yeah, him that dude, Bert. I can't remember. How do you say his last name again? Burt Kreischer. Kreischer Schneider. Yes, that dude. But if you've, if th- that whole movie is based off a six minute bit and it became a movie, that happens more often than we think. You know, you just got to be a big stand up watcher, which I know, Tony, you actually are. Um, so that's why I don't mind it because, like, yeah, we're, we're stand up watchers. We, we know Bill Burr, and I'm, I'm, I'm putting you in this day too, I'm assuming. But there's a whole world out there that doesn't. So this may be catered to them more than us. Yeah, he's not my favorite, but I appreciate the stuff he does. That's for sure. But I, I do, you know, like Tony's saying, this could be just a stand-up routine. And and I mean, you know, um, yeah, I, it's 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 we'll see. It, it's one that I'll probably check out, but it's not real high on my list of things to watch. But the next two trailers I want to get to because they're wildly popular franchises, even though they don't exactly appeal to me. But that's just me, and I'm an idiot. So, and Patrick would be the first one to agree with that. So, um, Tony's like, yeah, yeah, come on, you know, you know how he feels about me. I'm a moron. I'm an old moron. Anyway, so no, <laughs> uh, the first one is no. We made you. We made you Paul Heyman. So you got to be smart. True. I am the wise man. That's right. It's not just because I'm an old Jewish guy with a receding hairline, right? It may partially be because of it, that. It may partially. You know, I can relate to that. I'll take Paul's money. Don't get me You're wrong. You're the only I one here on consigliere status. So. That's true. Yeah, that's, I, the, that's the main reason, yes. I will be happy to be the consigliere to so is, the real tribal does, chief. Does that, does that make Platt the Rock? Oh, God. <laughs> Fuck off, Platt. <laughs> the Rock. Don't, don't, don't give him the enjoyment, yeah, don't, don't, don't do that, Tony. That, uh, no, that makes him CM Punk. Never mind. That makes him CM Punk. We'll, we'll, yeah. <laughs> Shit. Boy. Anyway, let's <laughs> talk. Percy Jackson has... The trailer has come out for the Percy Jackson series, December 20th, 2023, Disney Plus. I think it's a two episode premiere. So obviously this is going to be a series and and not a movie per se. Um, Ray, I'm going to turn this one over to you first. I don't know. How yes. familiar are you with this series? I know they had the movies a couple years ago that were middling at best. Um, mm-hmm. And this is basically a complete reboot. It has nothing to do with any of that shit. And Disney's been mm-hmm. unapologetic about that. Your thoughts on this trailer and Percy Jackson, the series, coming to Disney+. Plus? How familiar am I with this? Nice. Settle. Awesome. You're, Zero. You're, that, that's why we got Ray here, folks, for all this contribute, contribution. Hey, that's what I'm here for. I, I, I show up, <laughs> and, I, and I give you my best. You get paid, you I know show nothing. up, get paid, and, and leave. Sorry. Well, we get, we get paid? Go ahead. Oh, Ray. okay. Um, I, I know nothing about Percy Jackson other than, like, I've seen trailers of the movies and stuff and i've heard of the books but rest in peace to the big homie lance reddick this is his final i think final role maybe but he's zeus 
the big homie Edge. Shout out, to, shout out to Edge. I'm with it. He's he's in it. And dog, Walker Scoble is a superstar already, and the kid's like 14. So I like I'm with it. Like if you saw the movie with him, basically he's Baby Ryan Reynolds. He's probably gonna be uh, Kidpool in the new Deadpool movie. They've been talking about was, that forever. Was he, was, he was in the Adam Project. He was the kid uh, from the Adam Project. Star, he was yeah. he was young Ryan Reynolds. Yes, and that's what Ryan Reynolds loves him. Um, yeah, he. I'm with it. I, I I am definitely gonna give it a watch. Also, I have I have three teenagers, so <laughs> we're probably gonna be watching this. Teenage girls at that. You have no choice. Um, I have no choice, but I'm gonna watch it enjoyably. And then when Edge comes out, I can be like, "Ha, I know him." Not yeah, literally. We did get I, an Adam Copeland sighting, so that's uh, that was kind of cool. And and the fact that he's the fact that he's in there, <laughs> he's only in there for five minutes. It's like, all right, I'm a little bit more interested now because Edge is in this. Tony, how familiar are you, if at all, with the Percy Jackson series? And and what did you think of this trailer? Not at all. Um, and I think we've talked about this one of the weeks you were gone, if it wasn't last week or the couple weeks before with Patrick, that it's just kind of a reintroduction of the story, right? They're starting from ground zero. It's not a continuation of what's been done. It looks cool. Um, it's just not for me. Yeah, I, I would echo the sentiments that you guys have. It looks cool. Not necessarily for me. Uh, I think for the younger generation, people like, like Ray, you're saying your daughter's age, certainly in the little O'Dowd you know, his age range, uh, mm-hmm. even like my kids who are, you know, 21 and 19 respectively, you know, they might kind of be like, yeah, all right, that's all right. But it's, it's for me, it's like, uh, I don't know about, about it enough, but it does look cool. You know, if it's, it, it looks, it certainly looks nerd related. So it, but it's it, a young adult novel. Yeah. So like, think about who it was made for. Right. Right. And I mean, you know, and, and a lot, I mean, look, when Harry Potter started, how many of us said, oh, it's just a young adult thing. And look where that and ended. Look where that yeah. ended. I mean, I was I was in that camp when Harry Potter, Potter first started. I was like, this is just young adult stuff. And maybe for the first two and a half books, it was young adult. But then you got to the Goblet of Fire and everything changed. And maybe this will have the same thing. So I'm certainly willing to give it a chance and see if, if our preconceptions might be a little bit misguided. We'll see. The other trailer that I was talking about is is another series. Now, this one I'm a little bit more familiar with. I've seen a few of the movies, uh, Katniss and, and Jennifer Lawrence and all that fun stuff. But we got the second official trailer for the Hunger Games, The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. This is coming November 17th, 2023 to theaters. Ray, you're nodding your head emphatically. I think you've got more experience with uh, Hunger Games and Percy Jackson. First off, Yes, your thoughts about the trailer. Where are we in the storyline? Is this a prequel? Is this a sequel? I don't know what the hell's going on. Talk to me, Ray. This is this is a prequel. This is built around Aloysius Snow. Really, his name is Cor- Cornelius, something like that. But it's it's ridiculous anyway. Um, but who was the president? President Snow. Of, right. Okay. I, that makes so sense. So he's the main character, the dude, as a, as a young dude. And it's framing the world based right... So if you follow the Hunger Games... The, the United States, or it's called Panem, there was an uprising and they got all the districts got punished, which is why the Hunger Games started. This is right as that's happening for the first one. Okay. So, you know, there's so when you see the Hunger Games and you see Cadmus and, you know, the original movie, there's so many years that it passed. I mean, think about it right here. Snow is what a teenager. Donald Sutherland in that movie was 70, maybe. Okay. So a lot of time it passed. So this is showing you how we got there. Right. Um, you even see um, Tucci without the big hair. He's got he's got 
black hair and a mustache. Um, so number one, just the idea of a lot of times I don't I don't care for pre the idea of having a prequel, but this is one of those stories that I really want to know what how did it get to this point, right? So I'm interested in that. Um, two, uh, the whole the idea of how the Hunger Games and the the actual fight, the actual thing was created is interesting to me. But most importantly, the the world's greatest actor is in this movie, Viola Davis. Ah, I don't care what go. she does. The greatest actor walking God's green earth right now. I don't care what she does. I'm I'm watching, and she's in it. And to have her play the snow character, yeah, give it to me. Well, I'm glad. See, I'm really glad, Ray, that you were more familiar with that than I am. I don't know. Tony, how familiar are you with the Hunger Games? And what do you think of this trailer? A lot of, lot of, lot of shit going on in this trailer, that's for sure. It looks, it yeah. looks good. Hunger Games, Avatar, Sauerkraut, Dave Matthews Band. I'm not interested in any of them. Wow. I, I mean, he just, did you hear that, Ray? He just compared Hunger Games to Sauerkraut and the Dave Matthews Band. Well, first of all, shout out to Dave Matthews. You cannot quit me so quickly. Um, but the sauerkraut part is disrespectful. What? I'm German and I don't like sauerkraut, so deal with it. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Tunny's all in on this uh, on this Hunger Games thing, as you can hear, folks. He's he's I know Tunny doesn't, but uh, but I do. I think we all agree with one thing. Ray said Viola Davis continues to absolutely kill it. And anything that she's in is got is automatically elevated. Tony is applauding for that, so he emphatically agrees with that. We all agree with Ray on that one. Um, I, you know, I got it. I think I saw the first two. How many Hunger Game movies are there, Ray? Not counting this one, like four. so. There as many as there are Cashingtons, so it's like seventy six. I think shit. now we're on. If they had that many, Warner Brothers could retire. In fact, I believe the one after this one has already been set um, for pre production. It's uh, Hunger yeah. Games: Fern Gully. 79 shit we'd never see ray again i'm retiring i mean if they had um, hunger no. games fern gully crossover it's all I'll, over hunger in the gully it's called <laughs> um give it to me i'm fern games fern games <laughs> the fern games oh shit i think we got titles we got titles <laughs> i'm gonna write that that's that's fanfic twilight was fanfic i'm gonna write the fanfic um there's four the final movie was in two parts because it was now again for those of you who are readers, Dave is a reader. These books, I never believed the idea. I never did that the book could be more descriptive than the movie. I never believed. I thought that people, that's, that's, that's poppycock, right? That's, that's a white word that you guys may be familiar with. I, I've never, oh, no. Right I, word. No, like, this is ridiculous. Like bullshit. No, no, it's, it's pretty ambiguous. But racially, no, is, racially neutral. Are you, trying to, are, you yes. trying to white, are you trying to white explain a word to me? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's fine. It, it doesn't feel so good, does it? Uh-huh. I don't care. <laughs> but no, um, I've read the original Hunger Games book, and the, the movie does not do any bit of justice to how descriptive that book is. Which is why the last one needed two book, two movies. It's that descriptive. Yeah, they said. I mean, yeah. As an avid reader, uh, have you ever read the Ro- Lord of the Rings novels, Ray? No, because if I fin by the time I finished it, I would probably be your age. Okay, but I mean, as far as like descriptive long. stuff and the reasons why people thought for many many years you could not make Lord of the Rings into a movie, that's part of the reason because of what Tolkien described in his book. So, yeah, sometimes it, sometimes it works out that way. Um, let's go. And that's to why the- those movies are three and a half hours long each. 
And there's like 12 of them. The non, we're not counting the Hobbit in this whole conversation, but we will count the extended it's editions. like six of them. The extended editions of the Lord of the Rings movies, which, yes, are quite long. They're all kind of like Snyder Cut-ish in their own right, but much better movies. So anyway, let's go to the final trailer, one that we can all agree on, that we're all interested in. This one kind of came out of nowhere, and we're going to talk a little bit later on, and just, well, not much later on, pretty soon, about the concept of the writer strike perhaps coming to an end. We may be getting close to that. And I made the joke that as soon as this news started breaking it, Ray started posting stuff. I was saying CBS, NBC, or whatever the hell, CNBC was reporting the same thing. They do seem like the strike might be getting closer to ending. As soon as they kind of announced that, out of nowhere, literally, it's like an RKO. This Doom Patrol, the final episodes, which we hadn't heard shit about. Had we heard anything? We hadn't heard anything about Doom Patrol in months since they said, yeah, the last episode will be coming somewhere down the pike. Out of nowhere, we get the announcement and the trailer. So that tells me these motherfuckers had this in their back pocket, were sitting on this the whole time, and then got some sort of like, hey, all right, we can kind of move forward with this. And bang, the trailer drops. This thing is, not only is the trailer dropping, but... (laughs) This thing is coming out on October 12th on Max, which is what, two, three weeks away? Um, mm-hmm. the, the this, this trailer, there's a lot going on. The biggest thing I pulled out of this trailer is, A, it looks like Niles may or may not come back at some point, which we've been speculating about for at least a season and a half now. Cyborg has his tech back, too. We see some of that as well. Uh, Jane, the voice of reason. I know lots of stuff going on. I don't even really, Tony, I'll turn it over to you first. I don't really remember where we ended the first half of season four, but we're going to get the conclusion to this tremendous series, which we've all loved for damn near the history of this entire podcast. Doom Patrol final episodes. Your thoughts on this thing. Here we go. The home stretch, man. I'll, I'll, I'll say something real brief about your mentioning of, you know, the, the, the end of the strike kind of getting mentioned. And then all of a sudden we see something, but we all knew they had stuff in in the oh you know, I think in the, the camp waiting the, ready to go and but like the first sign of a good sign they said then we can finally release something. Uh, what a conundrum for this show! Um, as it already looks, we're going to have to do the finale of Ahsoka and, and the debut of of Loki season two the same week. Um, and then if we also have to cover that along with Loki, that's the same kind of time period. It could be really uh, against the the uh, the part timers rules. I acknowledge you as a part-timer, Patrick. <laughs> um, but as far as the series goes, I'll, I'll take whatever I can get. It almost seems like they're stuck in like this uh, purgatory tornado inside that ves- vesicle, vesicle or whatever it is. Um, and they're all at like their peak kind of space. I think the funniest thing I heard was uh, Brendan Fraser as uh, what's what's uh, his character's name again? Cliff? Robot Man? Oh, Cliff. Yes, Steel. the big Cliff Steele. Um, and then the, 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 uh, dark haired Latina girl, um, Jane, yes, Jane, Jane's, oh, Jane's giving pep talks now. That's what the state we're at now. (laughs) Or, uh, Madame Rouge singing, uh, what the fuck in her falsetto. That was, that was classic. Yeah. Uh, it just seems like getting all the, uh, peak comedic things that we could get from this thing. And I'm going to miss it. This was, this has been an amazing series. Absolutely. It really has. Ray, your your thoughts on the uh, trailer for Doom Patrol that kind of came out of nowhere. And uh, yeah, listen, the next month is going to be I'm I mean, it may force me to be a part timer trying to keep up with this shit. You got like Tony said, we got the end of Ahsoka. We got the beginning of Loki season two. 
They're going to wedge Doom Patrol in there. And as all this is going on, Gen V comes out September 29th. And you talk about stuff coming out of nowhere. Do not be surprised if we get a trailer for the boys season. What is it? Four? Yeah. Season four is yeah, good. Yeah. They Because we know, we know they've been sitting on that. And I think you're, there's a really good chance we're going to get something more on that. They may not want to take away from Gen V's vibe right now, but I would not be surprised to see something in the next month or two, an official trailer for Boys Season 4. Ray, coming back around to you for Doom Patrol. Don't forget Invincible comes out beginning of November. God damn it, Ray. You're right. But this is normal. But this is like... All right. I, gonna, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it. We might have to, we might have, to have three-hour bandwagon nerds two different episodes i mean uh <laughs> hey Tony, we might y'all have about, fun hey y'all have fun we might have yeah. to do we might have to do a brand split where some of us go and cover one <laughs> i already said i wanted to go to raw <laughs> but but y'all this isn't this isn't this is normal because this is i the, i know the, the the strike has us kind of our brains clouded but august september october are when the new shows are coming out so this is normal um it's just it feels like more because people, they've been holding on to stuff because they couldn't put it out or promote it. Um, I do not remember where season four left off with Doom Me Patrol. Either. I don't even know if I watched it. I don't remember. Um, not that I'm not going you to. Did. I'm going to. I'm pretty sure you did. I, I know I watched some of it. I don't remember watching all of it. Um, but I do. I do. I re- Is that Doom Patrol? You probably watched it. I'm saying I don't remember watching it. Am I thinking it. of Doom Patrol or am I thinking of something um, no, but, I'm thinking Doom Patrol, right? Like this is where the the one guy dies all the time and and can come back. And am I thinking of the wrong show? An Umbrella Academy. Yeah, fuck, I got confused with Umbrella <laughs> Academy. Never mind, I can't remember yeah. the end of Doom Patrol. <laughs> Something like I know, like their longevity had been stolen, and obviously they're trying to get that back because now you know, you know, uh, Re- Rita's Rita's kind of aged all why? of a sudden. In you want to know why? Well, because I think we all thought this was done. I don't. I don't think we thought there were what we were no, ever going to see. The we knew they piece. were going to have a, a second part, but we just didn't. We hadn't heard anything about how done they were, or any. Anyway, Ray, get get. Let's get back to Ray. He had a he had a point he was making, and we distracted him. No, it's all good. I'm, I'm sorry, just saying. Ray. I it was me. Ray's like, I'm going to SmackDown. I, That's all I know. <laughs> I'm going Jimmy, home. Jimmy and Jay always y'all play, extend you know? the show. Yeah, I already know. I already try to watch football on Sundays. And, you Be know. quiet, Paulie. Um, no, I was just saying I don't remember even watching season four, so I don't remember what's happened. But from what I can surmise from the trailer, that either I know you said they lost their longevity. It looked like they went back in time to get their old selves before they became the new selves. That's why Cliff is still Cliff. That's why Cyborg has the tech back. Like that's what it looks like to maybe help get them their per- current selves. I don't know. All I know is, that, oh, and same thing with Niles. They, cause I, they were in the time-traveling spiral thing. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I'm, in, I'm down. I'll watch it. But I don't, I have no idea what's going on. No earthly they, idea. They were Doom Force for a while there, and now they're back to being Doom Patrol. But And somebody even has to remind them, Madame Rouge, like, you were a superhero group called Doom Patrol, and they're just, like, all laughing. And I don't know. There's, like, an additional character there. I'm like, who is the girl? So I don't Yeah, know. yeah. Who is that? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But uh, like Tony's saying, it's it's been a tremendous show, uh, revolutionary in so many ways as far as like the show. Out of all the shows we've covered, this one and the boys are the ones that are like, okay, this was just batshit off the wall, kind of crazy sort of stuff. But 
even yeah, the boys. Yeah, but at least the boys is linear. Yeah, exactly. The boys even pales in comparison to Doom Patrol. So yeah. <laughs> nothing. What episode they'll be in 2022? The next episode they'll be in 1945. The next episode they'll be in 2070. Like none of it is makes sense from a linear perspective. Well, and then so. you got things like the deflagellation and and uh, the the buttholes and uh, it's uh, just zombie butts. It, the uh, Danny Danny the street right Danny the, the gender, gender, neutral, gender, street, gender yeah. neutral street yeah. I mean, just like the amazing scope of of society they include in this show is is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they've they talk covered... about. I was going to say talk about coming up way. with an idea. I why Sorry, I didn't mean. Uh, I mean ridiculous as in a good way. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, Talk about coming up with an idea when you're high. This is the number one show oh, for that. Yeah. I, I, well, uh, I mean, yeah. Doom, Doom Patrol was a big part of DC, uh, you know, from the beginning, too, though. They were, but I don't think the comics are that far out there compared to what, you know, I, I don't remember zombie butts. And maybe there are in the Doom Patrol, but I don't remember. But anyway, yeah, October 12th will be here before we know it. It'll be the end of Doom Patrol. We've already seen the end of Titans. You know, DC continues to just kind of. Get rid of stuff that we love, you know. I mean, Ray at least is Young Justice. Young Justice is gone too. Look, hey, I just got over the fact that they're not bringing it back. Don't bring it back up, sir. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm still hurt. Still, still a sore spot. It's still, it's still real to me. Damn it. Still a sore spot. I, for those of you listening, I, I know y'all, y'all think I'll be joking because you know I'm the Fast and the Furious guy. (laughs) Young Justice is the best animated series ever, ever. You have said that repeatedly for almost two years now. Is Fast X streaming? Yes. yes. On Peacock? On the on the cock. All right. I might have to watch that. Fast X you, on the Fast I'll, X on the Cock. There's a show for you. Hey. Uh, after dark. Message me when you watch it and, and so you so you can tell me how right I was. Because y'all been making me feel like I'm stupid because I like stuff. We would never make you feel stupid, Ray. I didn't I, no, we didn't I don't know. I don't think that's the case. I think you, we we, I we questioned it, we questioned your saying it was better than Guardians of the Galaxy. That's yeah, the, that's the extent of it. Go watch it. Well, it's not going to be. I mean, Guardians Three is my favorite superhero movie ever. So no, it's not going to be better. Go watch it. No, it's got Vin Diesel in it. It cannot be better than Guardians. Go... That's, that's a big. So does Guardians of the Galaxy. It does his voice though. Not, not like yeah. He did. He did the, when when Groot was small. That was him doing the mocap. Come on now. Cool. Come on. <laughs> Family. I love you guys. Well, no, <laughs> whatever. Tony's not going to give you any anything, Ray. You're not getting anything I from see. him, man. Been around long enough. I know. Let's uh, let's take our second commercial break. Then we're going to come back. What, Tony? Did you have something to add there? No, no. Okay. I was just saying hi to Ray. Okay. <laughs> we're going to take our second commercial break. We're going to get into some news around the nerdosphere. Talk about an aforementioned topic that we just mentioned about the strike potentially ending. But you are listening to Bandwagon Nerds, a part of the Chairshot Radio Network right here on thechairshot.com. This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out thechairshot.com, bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, thechairshot.com. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. All right, we are back here, Bandwagon Nerds, here on episode 202, the Chairshot Radio Network on thechairshot.com. Gentlemen, we're going to talk a little bit of news around the nerdosphere here. And the first topic of conversation is just kind of like, you know, we just, this is why we can't have nice things. Fellas. This is why we can't have anything nice because Elon Musk, who had kind of a shitty week, 
And, you know, Elon Musk is pretty high on my list of uh, people I think are douchebags right now. Um, comes out and says that we are no longer, that X can no longer be free. They're going to charge some ridiculously minor subscription fee to this whole thing. Um, and we don't know how much it's going to be, but we have to do this to combat the bots and so forth and so on. And so X will have some small subscription fee to it. Meanwhile, <laughs> to really prove that nothing good, nothing gold can stay pony boy. Uh, Prime is going to start running ads on Amazon Prime in 2024, unless you're willing to pay the higher cost to get it ad free. Gentlemen, capitalism at its finest or just this is the way it is. Ray, I turn it to you first. Capitalism at its finest is the way it is, isn't it? That's what we live in America. A distinction without a difference. Um, I'm more blown away by the prime thing. Like we knew Elon was starved for cash when he bought it for forty billion dollars. So like it doesn't surprise me. It hurts my heart because Twitter was my favorite social media platform. Bye bye Twitter once that happens. But again, I've mentioned this multiple times. Nobody buying Prime for Prime Video. I, I have not met I've never met a human being who said Yo, I gotta subscribe to Amazon so I can go watch the Prime Video stuff. No, you want the stuff that gets to your house. You want the packages, bro. And it's and it's it's, it's an addition to that, which is why it's successful. Because if you just had, I guarantee you this. In fact, I I will I will stand out and make this revelation, this proclamation. If Prime Video was its own subscription, separate from Amazon Prime, that you had to go to PrimeVideo.com and sign up for it, like you do Netflix, Max, Paramount. All the other ones, it'd be probably close to last in subscription. So, like, don't 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 kill your user base. We're watching this because we already have it, bro. That's right. I I am not paying more to get. Wait, I already get my free shipping for this, and you want me to pay more more for the privilege of watching the boys? And free shipping oh, ain't well, so free, bro. And free and free shipping ain't so free, bro. Because if I pay for free shipping, I want it the same day. How many times have you paid for free shipping next day shipping, and it's been two days? Nah, bro. I need my shipping on time. You tell him, Ray. Yeah. Ship Ray stuff on time. God damn it. On time. Jeff Bezos, you motherfucker. Anyway, uh, Tony, your your thoughts on uh, on X going, <laughs> getting, uh, charging, starting to charge people for it. Prime going to start running ads. Ray's on to something. Nobody's getting Prime, really, for the boys or Wheel of Time or Lord of the Rings. Uh, so is is that a cutting your nose off to spite your face sort of posture by prime there i who cares <laughs> Tony's just a man of i mean i'll have to watch the boys but if i have to watch it with commercials whatever i mean i don't know it doesn't really matter to me yeah really i mean so there's an ad i go up and guy go to the bathroom and say all right i'll be back in, a, in about a minute and 30 seconds and hulu does the same thing i refuse to pay hulu as far extra. as but as far as twitter goes or x i mean yeah we're we all what about a month ago a lot of us from Chairshot, we went over and grabbed our handles on threads. threads. So when this goes to payment, we'll just go over there and we'll still get a hold of each other that way. Yeah, I've like, got, I've got, not, yeah, Eli, he's, he's really killing the platform is what he's doing. Well, he is because that was the point. He's, that was the point. Time for me to get political. He's a piece of shit. That's all I got to say about this thing. He, that's not political. That's factual. Uh, well, it's an opinion. No, it's an opinion as your consigliere. The opinions of those of us here on the bandwagoners is not necessarily reflect the opinions of the chairshot.com as a whole. But, uh, yeah, I mean, the whole thing started because 
prime minister of Israel asked Elon Musk, hey, do something about the anti-Semitism on on Twitter or X. It's getting out of control. All these accounts that you unbanned just come on here spouting hate, conspiracy theories, all this bullshit. And, you know, now you've got Elon saying, oh, on top of all this, we got to charge you for stuff. Come on. It's 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 absurd. Go ahead, Ray. Can we bring back? Can we bring back tout? Can we? Yeah, let's bring back MySpace. I mean, come on. Let's what about go. what about what well, MySpace actually still exists for the record? It does it? <laughs> uh, what about Vine? Can we can we bring can we bring back Kick? Remember Kick? I, I'm all for bringing back anything, but yeah, I it's it's sad because like yeah, the, like for the podcast and stuff, we establish our presence on Twitter, and now it's like yeah, as soon as you start charging me, I'm gonna have to. I agree with Tony. Say well, looks like I'm heading to Threads. So long, guys. It'll be a sad day. But I ain't giving this guy any more of my money. So screw you. Speaking of money, though, Look, hold on. Before we move on, yes, sir. What if it's what if it's ninety nine cents a month, nine ninety nine for the year? I, no, no. <laughs> Principle. You see, you Principle. see what I'm no, but you see what I'm saying. Like well, a lot of like, people won't care. But what if it's like forty nine cents a month or four ninety nine for the year? It's the I mean, same. Like, if process. it's literally just a fine, but if it's literally just a way to get the bots off, what if it's a dollar ninety nine for the year? You think that's how that's then they the way to get rid of the bots was to keep them banned. They were already banned. You brought them back. You opened but you up. You literally won't have any bots. Website. People aren't going to pay two dollars. You you sure about that? You sure about that? Do you well, understand how much up. money is how much money is made in malware, spyware, bots, all these things? That yes, they were they would pay the money for that because one hundred percent. And it's it's principle. It's the same thing where with the check mark. You know people. How many people are are, are millionaires, you, you think, millionaires that don't do want to think, use checks? Don't want to pay for the check mark because it's stupid. Think, it's the principle of the thing. Do you think Dua Steep and Poppy Mae Steber and uh, Adelaide Silsby and and Christina Destime? Do you think they're all gonna and Fook Me Hard? Do you think they're all gonna <laughs> Fook Me Hard? <laughs> Is that a real account? To- no. Oh. But the first few were okay. I I mean I I'm all about Fook Me Hard. That that that. Cindy that Cindy Gutenkauf, wow. Oakley LaBeouf, and Luna Banach. These are real ones. Patrick knows. He's got the bot followers. Oh, gee. Anyway, uh, let, let's talk about something that's a little bit more kind of surprising. And, and I mean, the movie Elemental, which got off to an incredibly slow start in the box office and then caught fire and exploded. And now, now it just debuted on Disney Plus and it's already set a record, the most watched movie premiere on Disney Plus of 2023, surpassing, and this is shocking, other blockbuster titles like The Little Mermaid and Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. This movie, and I'll turn it over to Ray first, is like the little engine that could. This thing just kind of keeps going and going and going and exceeding expectations and and doing things that we didn't expect. And here's another one. Uh, I, Ray, I forgot. Have you seen this movie? And, and I think yes. you have. And you said it's really good. Yes. Um, Amazing. It, it, does this surprise you that it's no. it's just shattering records here? No, I do not. I do not. I I am. I'm still disappointed that Disney didn't give it the the proper um, advertisement and advertising that it deserved in marketing. Um, because Pixar d- usually doesn't miss it out of twenty movies, maybe like two, and they're not misses. They're just not as good as the others, right? We expect every Pixar movie at this point to be Toy Story. That's impossible. But the overall majority of them are pretty close. Elementals is a movie that can be put on that plane. It is fantastic. It is amazingly good. 
has a fantastic story. It 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 it, it subverts all the expectations of just when you watch it, let alone the box office. So I'm not surprised in a world now where we're living with post-COVID, people are more comfortable watching things from their house. Movies come to uh, to digital and streaming much faster than they ever did before. And then on top of that, we're in the middle of a uh, this this uh, strike where there's less content, less new content available for people, or at least people don't know about the content as much because the people can't promote the content that's coming out, right? So it does not surprise me when people are like, oh, well, it hurts the movie. It's good. Let me try it. And then they say, oh, this movie was great. Let me tell somebody else. Word of mouth still works. And this is a perfect example of that. 26.4 million views in its first five five days. That's that's tremendous stuff. Tony, were you one of those 26.4 million? I haven't watched it yet, but I remember us previewing this as a trailer and thinking, boy, this looks good. It, it's, it's the right story. I mean, this is the story of like fire and water, right? complete opposites exactly attracting. What it is. so i i will watch it at some point um it seems like it it caught the right spot too to like kind of gain momentum because as less content started rolling out it was there you know so i'm sure it's really good i can't wait to watch it to be honest with you that and uh what was i gonna watch on, on uh, hulu hulu got so many good things right now dog i just watched a movie last night called supercell y'all know i'm a disaster movie aficionado i enjoyed it did they there's so many good movies on, on fucking hulu right now it's crazy dog is hulu the like the most underrated of the streaming services ray no question no um, question no question whatsoever maybe no they do question. have big bang theory i think as well on there as a streaming like sitcom but just i just, think, I think just, peacock's pretty underrated i, yeah, I just is. oh i was just, gonna watch fast 10 i was gonna watch fast 10 just peacock. from just from the perspective of of uh like new content that they created themselves of exclusive content that they create themselves. Like I think that's of, well, Netflix is the best. Netflix isn't, isn't underrated. There have been and forever will be. The you're top. right. We're talking, you're right. We're talking underrated. Yeah. Underrated wise. I think it's no question. It's who they're able to do that are Hulu that are Hulu produced programming or movies yeah no question we all know patrick is yelling at his phone while listening to this right now saying no apple tv is most underrated (laughs) yeah but the reason the real quick dave the reason i can't say that is because everything on apple tv gets put up for awards it's that's an entry i mean it's an interesting question what's the most underrated streaming service uh yeah i think you if you're talking hulu peacock or apple tv you got arguments for all those it's certainly not paramount plus um, I would not include that in there because they've got really nothing other than Star Trek. Uh, but, you know, beyond that. Yeah, and they, and they're, they're live TV. The yeah. ability to watch all CBS channels live is nice. But, yeah, it's, it's, I'm almost at the point where I want to get rid of it now. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's all right. But, I mean, as long it's like five bucks a month. But yeah, anyway, that's why I still got it. I, I've not seen Elemental yet. It's one of the movies that I need to watch because I, I hear a lot of great things like Ray's been – singing its praises for quite some time. And I know if you're that passionate about it, it's probably pretty damn good. Uh, we mentioned this earlier, these last two stories kind of tie into each other a little bit, sort of um, Loki, the season premiere for Loki season two got pushed up one day. I don't know the strategy that's going from October 6th to October 5th. Clearly it doesn't matter much. I don't think except for the people in charge, it must mean something, but um, you guys got any speculation? Why do we move this up a day? And what does it matter? Tony? Well, Thursday's a more of a, you know, 
show consumption kind of day as opposed to Friday. So there's that. That's the first thing right off the bat, looking at what the days of the week those were. I'd rather put something out on a Thursday. I'm more likely to get somebody there as opposed to as we start the weekend. Ray, got any thoughts about this? And does it matter? Yeah, you remember the the original three or four, maybe five um, streaming shows from Marvel were on Fridays. And then they just randomly changed it with Loki saying we're going to do it on Wednesdays. And it's kind of Wednesday's kind of been the day. And then they changed it. Ahsoka's on Tuesday. I think they're playing with the days of the week to see what does the most. But they also know that of, of all the streaming shows, they have a few that are regular that do numbers. Mando for Star Wars, clearly, and Loki for Marvel. They know people are going to watch these shows. So we can try a different day and see if that will help our numbers. And I think Thursday is going to do it for them. I think Thursday is a good day, too. Wednesday is was the best in my opinion but to your point Tony Thursday might be better I don't know either way we are not uh, far go ahead Tony they could move to Wednesday I mean it's just they're gonna they were Wednesday for but th- but that week is the finale of Ahsoka as well so that's Tuesday so you give at least a day that's fair yeah we are we are not far away I mean it's gonna be like yeah catch your breath for one day after the end of Ahsoka and let's jump right into Loki season two um, I'm looking forward to it. It looks like it's going to be a very interesting show. Really curious what they're going to do with the Jonathan Majors conundrum because we know all that stuff is filmed. Do they just go right ahead with that? Do they do something in the series to shy away from this whole thing? Does Marvel tip their hand at all as to what they're thinking about Kang? Or are we just, what do you think? Ray's shaking his head. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's been announced that they're not going to change anything that's already been filmed. Anything going forward that's not been filmed is up for grabs, but they've already filmed and they're done with this, so they, they and they can explain it away, saying we already had the footage, we had to we had to use it. You could even put up a disclaimer if you want to. I'd like, but again, dude hasn't. He's you can't kind of cancel him from his job if he if there's the, the situation still in flux. You know what I mean? So I don't, I don't. I'm not sticking up or not sticking up for him. I'm just saying in general, you know, a lot of times companies will take a holding pattern on a dude when a situation like this happened. Um, and they've already, yeah, and they've already, yeah, holding 10 yard penalty number, whatever. Um, but they'll, uh, yeah, but it's already done. It's been done. They, they spend more money trying to replace them. Holding variant X 15 yards, automatic first down or something like that. Yep. Ray doesn't care. No, no, it's good. (laughs) I was going to say holding Victor timely, but yeah. <laughs> uh let let's get into the main thing that we were talking about earlier. Uh the the strike, the writer strike, which we've been covering quite diligently here on Bandwagon Nerd since it began, what, 150 days ago now or something ridiculous like that? Uh nearly a half year at this point. But there was some optimism this week. And Ray started sharing some stuff. I started sharing some stuff. I, I will say this. The day before this broke, I was driving back from L.A. I was in L.A. and for one of the things that I'm trying to prevent myself from dying prematurely sort of scenario. So I keep, I'm keeping it dark, Ray. I'm keeping it dark. But Keep it dark, baby. I was driving back and I didn't I, I was going to save it for the podcast because I didn't mention it in the chat. So I was driving back and I tried to get around some traffic and the road took me out by Forest Lawn Cemetery, which is where um, some of the big stars, Michael Jackson's buried out at Forest Lawn, that sort of thing. Forest Lawn runs right next to the WB Studios. And outside of the WB Studios, for about a mile on both sides of the road, were just an enormous amounts of campers and RVs 
and stuff where picketers are like literally living outside of these studios right now to try and get their message across. I was like, wow, these guys are really taking this thing as serious as you can. They're actually like living here. And I'm hoping that's optional and not like this is their only option that they have got nothing left. They don't have a place to live. They've got no money. But anyway, we got we got news. Ray, Ray's got some fun stuff going on, man. We got uh, we got news this week that as skeptical as we all were that these meetings would lead to anything, there was some reason for optimism. There's some reports coming out that the studios and the writers now granted, this has nothing to do with SAG after, you know, that's still going on. We haven't heard a whole lot there, but as far as the writer strike is concerned, there is reason to be optimistic that significant progress was made and that the strike could be ending soon. Then I posted an article that I got just probably about, it probably launched or dropped about 12 hours before we went on the air that, AI seems to be the holdup as far as a potential resolution of this strike issue as to whatever they're going to do as far as the how they're going to work out AI rights, perpetuity, sort of that sort of thing. Um, Tony, we've been covering this thing for a while now. There is reason to be optimistic. You, know, you got to scale back your optimism some because of this AI issue. But what are your thoughts on this, man? It looks things look kind of promising for the first time in what, six months it's the first good news we've had as far as the strike's concerned. Right on schedule for the holidays, my friend. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, it, it sounds like a lot of it's nailed out, but there are a few key things that they're just not close enough on. So I would imagine even though we've been seeing new content released or advertised for release, which we hadn't until the past week or so, um, I, I think it's closer than not. And I would say before Thanksgiving, this will be over. I, I mean, that that seems like that seems like a, a, a valid you know point. I mean, when you're looking at where where we're going to go as far as like where this might get resolved, you're looking at Thanksgiving as another couple of months. I hope it gets resolved quicker than that. And it seems like there is a lot of there is a lot of forward momentum uh, as far as getting the strike resolved. And, and then. You know, you kind of I mean, we were kind of kidding around about, OK, it's over. These trailers are dropping. This is all a done deal. That sort of thing, so forth and so on. And then you kind of get this update that leads you to believe that. Well, maybe not. Ray's back. Ray, your thoughts. The, the, the writer's strike seems to be getting closer to being done. We're not quite there yet. Yeah, it's like third in inches sort of thing. Um, Good news. Any any change, any update on the situation is good news. We were, I mean, just a couple of weeks ago, we were at the point where they wouldn't even sit down and talk with each other. So the fact that we're having active dialogue is really, really good. But I think the important thing, takeaway for me is to remember, this is just the WGA. This isn't SAG-AFTRA. Right. That's what we were mentioning. That so, the writer, the actors yeah. are still on strike. So we might still get The Rock versus Roman at WrestleMania when it's still in play. Well, I mean, by the way, how hilarious is it that Cena's back for two months, Rock is talking about coming back, Batista was like, hey. I'm sitting there chilling if y'all want me. It's hilarious. Um, yeah, man. Um, but also talk about things that we've lost. NSYNC got back together and did a song called Better Place for the new Trolls movie that they can't promote because it'd be promoting the movie. So, like, get it together, guys. Come on, man. I just want to dance to tear into my heart. That's all I want. So according to CNN, this is the latest. This is live updates, folks. 36 minutes ago, Hollywood Studios put best and final deal forward. WGA strike nears an ending. So there you go. Uh, more 
reason to be optimistic. Of course, when companies say this is our best and final offer, that doesn't mean that it's going to be acceptable. But the reporting is after four days of marathon negotiations, the Writers Guild of America could reach a deal with the major film and television studios as early as Sunday. People familiar with the matter told CNN. So there you go. Uh, you you know what's funny to me about when you hear the term best and final offer? It can't be your best and final offer because what you're going to do just never have TV shows again. And like I said, you got to make a deal with these dudes richly. Like I said, anybody who negotiates for a living, which I do, knows that best and final may be great, but it may not be acceptable. And that's kind of, you know, where is, is this best and final offer acceptable? You know, they're talking about tentative agreement would still need to be ratified by members of the WGA, which represents more than 11,000 writers. Meanwhile, as Ray was saying, the actors union SAG AFTRA has also been on strike since mid July. Both unions have similar sets of demands, blah, blah, blah. Uh, we haven't heard anything. I, I don't know about you, Ray or Tony, if you've heard anything. I haven't heard of any sort of forward momentum similar to this on the SAG AFTRA side of things. And, and, and just to be clear, that story I told earlier about the WB studios, those are probably mostly SAG AFTRA people who are just kind of camping out and hanging out and picketing with their brains out. But, um, you guys heard anything on the SAG after side? Because I haven't heard shit about that. Not one bit. Tony, you heard anything? I, I haven't. Other than that, they're both drawn out and and costly uh, ventures. That's for. Uh, I mean, why would they say anything until maybe this possibly gets resolved? You know. Agreed. Right, and there, there's a. I'm just reading this article from CNN. The potential WGA deal could also increase pressure on SAG-AFTRA to settle for an agreement along the same lines as the two unions have seemed to operate in lockstep with each other throughout their respective strike. So that's the underscore, the underlying thing is that, yeah, we haven't heard anything, but it sure seems like you take the writer strike away, you cut out half of the solidarity right there. Um, SAG-AFTRA may as long as long as you don't have some dispute disproportionately stupid negotiation you would think that that bodes well for the end of the strike as a whole so we'll see guys there's reason to be kind of cautiously optimistic if the reports are right we could have a deal in place by the end of today we'll see um last thing before we cut out of here guys we do this from time to time uh i gotta ask you guys what are you watching lately what are you guys been watching lately gotta give this to ray first man Ray, I know you're a busy man. You got a lot of stuff going on. You've been watching stuff lately, and if so, what have you been checking out, man? Uh, well, I just mentioned that I I uh, watched that the movie Supercell last night, um, which uh, was is, fantastic what is, what for is me. What is that about? I, what is it? Tell us what it's that's about. It's a it's a disaster movie about a a, a tornado. It's basically like a newer version of Twister, but instead the dude, the main dude's dad, died. His mom doesn't want him to have anything to do with it. And the kid grows up wanting to be like his dad. Um, Alec Baldwin is in it. And no, no shooting was done on the, the set of this movie. Um, but yeah, that's that's one thing for sure. Um, I haven't mentioned this yet. But, you know, for those of you who know what I'm talking about, if you know, you know, power, power, uh, the power, power uh, force with Tommy. It's going good right now. Waiting for Raising Canaan coming out later on. Yeah, that's kind of the, the main new stuff. And finally catching up on Ahsoka like I told you guys I would. So hooray for me. I got a question about Supercell. Are Dodge yes. tr- pickup trucks immune from tornadoes in Supercell like they were in Twister? No, nothing is immune. Well, that's... D- anyway, uh, Dodge won't be happy. There are no cows, though. There are no cows flying. Okay, well, that's kind of an improvement, although the cows were kind of a cool it's, part. It's, this is actually a, a much, a much, much, much more realistic, like, 
this other than the they had the movie that was um like the final footage movie with all the tornadoes that went moved that one time where they destroyed the school and all that that's probably the most realistic tornado movie i've ever seen this one's pretty close okay i yeah that, i like the disaster films i gotta check that out tony what have you been watching lately i uh, just finished master chef uh and now we continue on with um kitchen nightmares comes back from gordon ramsay plus because of the writer's strike survivor starts this week and every episode is 90 minutes ah all right on my end, and I still kind of just, uh, Tony, I'm almost to season six of Game of Thrones. <laughs> but, then you got still further, the still further to me. Uh, I did start watching Wheel of Time season two, uh, which I, I do. I have enjoyed that so far. It is, you know, I know the fan base out there is still up in arms about the going so far away from canon but that's beside the point but i've enjoyed it so far it's a good show they they look like the production values have increased a little bit in season two we'll see i'm interested to see if mrs o'dowd has been watching that i know she's a big wheel of time fan and like patrick used to say she's kind of watching it in spite of the show just to kind of see what's going on because she loves the the written material but otherwise yeah just you know beyond that that's kind of all i've been doing lately Guys, that's going to do it for episode 202 of Bandwagon Nerds. Fun times. We talked about Ahsoka. Lots going on there. Can't wait to see what happens last two episodes. Some good trailers. Some reason to be optimistic on the strike front. We may have to acknowledge PC Tunney by the time this is all said and done and make him our new tribal chief. Tunney's like, no. Ray's saying incomplete pass. Something. Delete. I don't know what it what It's wonderful. Personal foul. Unfortunately, like conduct. Personal foul, unnecessary Tony, <laughs> 15 yards. <laughs> so, I like it. I like it. Sorry, Tony. You're my bestie. You're always necessary, but it just kind of, it just, it just flowed, you know, unnecessary something. And it just, I like it. <laughs> that, that's, that's talking about names of the show. Van Wagon Nerds, number whatever, 2202 or whatever, uh, unnecessary Tony. Well, you can you can unnecessarily find me at BZ Tony. Have a nice day. <laughs> Tony's always you can, he's the he's the undertaker of this show. He's as necessary as it gets, man. Ray What? Ray, where could people check you, you out? You can find me on Yahoo GeoCities at uh it's Ray Cash, R E Y S Mysterio C A S H S and Dollars. Yahoo GeoCities. I'm by the way, I'm I'm gonna shout out a, a different uh extinguished social media page every week because i don't i don't support elon anymore all right well you know yeah. paying paying money for twitter pay me pay me <laughs> uh eggs. so pc tunny we heard from him we know where ray can be found you can find me on twitter or excuse me x as long as until they start charging then you're gonna have to find me somewhere else but until then you can find me at attitude ag that is at attitude agg but facebook.com they ain't charging shit so facebook.com slash attitude of aggression. Thank you, Mr. Zuckerberg, for being fucking re- reasonable about this. Whole th- they need to have that cage fight so Zuckerberg could beat Elon's a- ass down. Yeah, I mean, let's let's do it. Tony's ready for it. Um, of course, follow the show at Bandwagon Nerds on X because that's up to Patrick whether he continues with that after this whole stupid thing goes in. One thing that'll never change, though, if we've said anything that pisses you off on this show, send your hate tweets to at It's Me DPP. Why, Tony? Because it's always true. 
fuck that guy. That's right. So something. I still like you, Dan. I, we all love Dan, but the more things change, the more they stay the same, right? Unfortunately, that's what I've been telling Unfortunately, my whole Unfortunately, the commanders yeah. still suck, and the Sam Howell experiment is now officially over. But anyway, that's going to do it for episode 202 of the Bandwagon Nerds. Until next time, nerds, get out of the basement. Get some sun. The weather's getting good. Watch the leaves changing colors. It's officially fall. Enjoy your time away from the heat. You've been listening to Bandwagon Nerds right here on the Chairshot Radio Network, a part of thechairshot.com. First, just a dream has become a frightening reality for those who may oppose us. Great mothers, I salute you. Soon we shall all escape this exile thanks to the efforts of Morgan. This is Enoch, captain of my guard. He shall begin the cargo transfer as per my agreement with the great mothers. They have brought a prisoner. You never spoke of this. We did not see it. Well, speak to me of this. I brought the prisoner. I felt she could be of some use to us. Mercenaries. Balen Skull. And his apprentice, Shin Hati. Then you must be General Balen Skull. Of the Jedi Order. I parted ways with the Jedi long ago. You would not be the first. The prisoner is Sabine Wren. Now there's a familiar name. You're quite right. She'd be of great use to us. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, 
planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.